Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcasts. You're listening to WIS Business, the podcast, Wisconsin's business news source. Now, here's your host. Hi, everybody. This is Alex Mo here for WIS Business, the podcast. Today, I'm joined by Mike Bremmel, Director of Engineering and Customer Solutions for Alliant Energy. Mike, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you for inviting me today, Alex. Absolutely. So we're going to be talking about an exciting new energy storage project led by Alliant Energy. And uh, why don't you start off with just giving us a rundown on this project? Okay, so it's... Uh... It's a energy called the Energy Dome. Uh, it's a it's the uh, Columbia Energy Storage Project. It's part of a DOE uh, grant demonstration project. It is going to be a twenty megawatt, ten hour uh, energy storage project, or two hundred megawatt hours. Um, so that was one of the requirements of the DOE project. Is the uh, the energy storage projects needed to exceed ten hours of uh, energy storage? So this is gonna be a first of its kind in the United States. Uh, there is one other operating facility over in uh, Sardinia, Italy that the company put together as their initial test project. And this uh, project that we're putting together is to test the commercial viability of a large scale uh, project at 20 megawatts. Very interesting. So you say first of its kind in the US. Can you explain what makes this different from other types of energy storage, you know, battery systems used by utilities. Actually, that's part of the beauty of this. And part of the reason why we chose it is because it is uh, simple, reliable, and efficient. Um, simple being that it's uh, a large dome that uh, stores uh, gas CO2, which is then compressed by a compressor into liquid. Um, that's a process that has been being done for over a century. So it's, uh, you know, so it's a reliable process. Uh, it's a pretty straightforward process, and in terms of efficiency, it has a 75% round-trip efficiency that's expected from the facility, which means that, you know, we expect to get 75% of the energy out uh, after the uh, after the conversion process. So it's a, uh, uh, relative to long-duration energy storage projects, it's near the top in terms of round-trip efficiency, and uh, and the, the beauty of the simplicity is, is that it uses all off-the-shelf components. So that is going to eliminate concerns for rare earth metals. It's going to eliminate concerns of supply chain challenges. And also it creates the opportunity for uh, ease of recycling at the end of use of the project. Interesting. I see. So the role of the CO2 is to be compressed and that actually serves as the energy storage medium. And then um, kind of the opposite uh, process is 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 conducted to to uh, get the energy back out yeah basically that's what happens we take the uh inside the energy dome is a large bladder like balloon that holds the co2 at near atmospheric pressure so it's not under a whole lot of pressure when it's in the gas form it's uh sucked out by the compressor and converted into liquid co2 at uh, about a thousand psi and then when you need the energy then you just reverse the process and the gas runs through a turbo generator uh, creates the energy and the gas goes in back into the blue. So 
the energy dome chose CO2 because it's unique in the fact that it uh, can liquefy at uh, atmospheric temperatures at, at normal, normal not atmospheric, but ambient temperatures. Whereas if you compress like air, um, you require uh, cryogenics and other technologies in order to, um, to get the, the air from the atmosphere to turn into liquid. And that, uh, the, that impacts your round trip efficiency in terms of your uh, energy in and energy out. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, that makes perfect sense. And I guess I'm interested in, in hearing about what Alliant is hoping to achieve or prove with this project. You, you mentioned that, you know, this is kind of the first of its kind in the country, uh, looking to sort of prove out the concept. What sort of uh, indicators or, or, or data is the business looking for? Well, first, we're just uh, we're interested in understanding the operations and what the capabilities are of the facility and whether or not it can meet the expected um, performance capabilities that uh, the, the, the initial test plant has. And as I mentioned, this is going to be at commercial scale versus the other one is uh, just a test uh, project that's uh, that's over in Sardinia, Italy. And that is the whole scope of these DOE projects to roll out um, uh, new technologies and to test their ability to go commercial. Once we understand the characteristics of it and so on, and understand its capabilities, then we would look for other areas where it could be deployed, whether that may be at wind farms, whether that could be at solar facilities, or whether that's on different portions of the distribution grid to provide uh, reliability and resiliency for um, rural areas. You know, this is, the technology is really suited more towards rural areas because uh, it covers about 12 acres. It's a large facility. It's not as energy dense as, uh, like lithium ion batteries or some of the other technologies, but uh, it does have the, the benefits of uh, uh, 25 to 30 year life and uh, the high round trip efficiency. So that's, uh, those are the plus, those are in the plus column and then the minus column is the size, so. Gotcha. Okay, I see. And then you kind of alluded to this already, but you know, can we expect to see more of these specific types of energy storage projects coming from Alliant in the future, uh, you know, if this testing phase results in success? Definitely. I, I think that, you know, I believe that we would be looking to uh, be deploying it at either uh, renewable sites directly and or in uh, rural areas to provide potentially um, microgrid opportunities or uh, other resiliency opportunities. So, I definitely see that we could uh, be de be deploying these if they meet the performance metrics and meet the cost metrics that we're looking for. Great, great, glad to hear that. So then, can you just circling back to this um, initial project that we we began our discussion with? Can you just share details on the timeline for that? You know, construction and bringing it online. Sure. So you know, we were selected by the DOE to. Uh, uh, enter into negotiations with them. So that's going to be happening over the next uh, several months. We expect to be filing with the Public Service Commission of Wisconsin in the first part of 2024. Um, we expect to have a decision before um, probably about Q3 of 2024 um, and begin construction in 2025 and have it online by 2026. All right. Excellent. Well, it'll be great to touch base on this project moving forward as you uh, clear some of those hurdles there. But uh, Mike, I, I wanted to ask, can you kind of frame this 
this project in the broader context of Align Energy's strategy. Obviously, we're seeing um, more research and R&D into different types of battery storage, energy storage, and this is one of the more uh, interesting ones that I've heard about. Can you talk about Alliance broader strategy and kind of how this fits into that with the whole, you know, transition to more renewables and things like that? Yeah, um, sure. As we look for new ways to deliver value to our customers and the communities that we serve, uh, you know, we look at uh, long-term strategic planning plays a big role in that. And this uh, technology and doing pilot technologies like this are part of that entire process. Um, our clean energy vision is looking for uh, at the path towards cleaner energy to invest in renewable energy that's going to avoid longer term costs and reduce our impact on the environment for the next 30 years and beyond. Um, by 2050, we expire to be uh, net zero CO2 emissions um, from the electricity that we generate. So this uh, technology and the storage technology, the ability to store larger quantities for longer periods of time from the periods of excess production from renewable energy to the periods of less production from renewable energy is going to be key. So I see that these are going to be uh, ideal. You know, another thing with this project, as we look at it, is we've, uh, you know, the, the uniqueness of the, the, the simplicity of the project and the equipment that's involved with this project, we're also looking to uh, engage with as many of the manufacturers across Wisconsin as possible that can provide uh, equipment up to uh, Energy Dome standards and their requirements. So our hope is that we're going to be able to find, um, you know, provide a majority of the products and services that are associated with this uh, project from Wisconsin entities. So that's another plus in uh, being able to bring a first of its kind to the United States and doing it in Wisconsin where, you know, manufacturing um, of the components that are involved in this project are part and parcel to Wisconsin manufacturing. Great. Well, really glad to hear about that tie-in to manufacturing here in Wisconsin. And uh, just want to say thanks, Mike, for sharing some insights on this this really interesting project uh, as it goes forward. As I said, we'll be keeping an eye on it here at wispbusiness.com. And uh, yeah, just really appreciate your time coming on for the podcast. Well, thank you, Alex. appreciate it. You've been listening to Wisp Business, the podcast. Now stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of Wisp Politics and Wisp Business Podcasts. Did you know that almost 80% of UW-Madison's in-state students return to live and work in Wisconsin in the years after graduation? And almost half of all UW-Madison alumni are current Wisconsin residents. That's just one way we're driving our economy forward. UW-Madison is working for Wisconsin.